there is only one you, and that is your superpower. You can't F that up. However, you can get stuck. That's why I created this space called Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons. Unstuck Yourself is about figuring out what has you feeling frustrated, isolated, or depleted of energy so that you're able to unstuck yourself on your journey through life when you don't know how to move forward. Unstuck yourself in your career that no longer excites you. Unstuck yourself with negative thoughts that seem to be doing cartwheels in your head all day and night. I don't have the answers. You do. You always have. I'm providing the time, space, and grace for you to reconnect to that knowing. I'm Crystal Simmons, and I'm so happy you made it here. So let's not waste another second and start now. Hey, hey, it's Crystal Simmons, your favorite mindset coach, providing personalized one-on-one coaching services for women and men, helping them show up authentically and purposefully by speaking up and being crystal clear so they can achieve more, more time, more money, space, and structure in their career and personal life. And as your host of Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons, I'm your guide to unstuck in life because as life keeps lifing, Crystal's triple A's will bring awareness to what is working and what's not, which uncovers your innate abilities that leads to clarity and confidence to take purposeful action. As I'm recording this on Tuesday, which means I went live today for Toot Toot Tuesday on IG, I had the best conversation. Many of you actually jumped on with me to share your wins because that's what Toot Toot Tuesday is for. It is like toot toot, like blowing your own horn, shouting you out, being your number one fan in the things that you do. When you jumped on to share your wins with me, I don't even know if y'all realize how much that really touches my heart and like my soul because I'm committed to being available. Half the time I show up and I don't know what I will say for the live segment. And every time that happens, the right people show up at the right time when I could not have created it or designed it myself. And I'm thankful for that. But there was a woman who shared signing up a coaching client for her business, which is amazing because coaching is so important and beneficial in so many different ways. And another one was just having like a so-so day at work and she just wanted to be in my presence of me going live. Even other people showed up late, early, stayed on the whole time or got off, really increased the conversation. Yes, I can talk by myself. Obviously I have a podcast, but having you all in attendance, I can't do that. I can't write that. I can't script that. That is organic. That is all of us showing up for whatever reason. This is a reminder for every ear and heart that hears and feels my voice. Many things in life will not make sense in our minds, but I want to repeat it again. Many things in life will not make sense in our minds, which then means Many things will have to come from us listening to our heart, our gut, or our inner compass, our conscious, the butterflies, whatever you name it, 
we tend to use one sense and that intuition, it is strong. So I want you to recognize that all of us showing up for the Tutu Tuesday was major because I got to share my wins, but then I got to actually celebrate other people, which then gave them the power to keep sharing. When I say it's your turn to speak up, I could not have celebrated these individuals had they not said why they showed up. No judgment. We were in community. As short as a time as being on live, it was creating that on a larger scale. And when I say larger, I mean powerful, not a bunch of people. I want this to be very intimate with it's your turn to speak up the two day workshop. It is intended for women. It is intended for men to come together like we did on Instagram and have our own experience of where do I find myself pulling back? And speaking up is not black or white, meaning I'm cussing somebody out. I'm about to go off on them. And it's not the other end of, I'm not saying anything. I'm going to actually avoid that person. We are living in gray. In Crystaltown, we're, we're all about the grays. Life is not black or white. It is not all or none. And growing up, I didn't see a lot of grays. I want to create the grays. I can't do it by myself. So this workshop is intended for us to come together. When I mention we each have our own superpower, I mean that shit. The workshop requires you, you being aware of the incidents that you find yourself thinking about going all the way to the deep end of cussing somebody out, telling somebody off or really holding back and like, no, I'm just going to dismiss myself or I'm not going to talk about that. I'm a guy like what I look like expressing my feelings. All of those are normal. That is natural. And I want to acknowledge that. But I also want to highlight your dopeness, your innate abilities, your superpower, your keen sense of this ain't right. And it hasn't been right for a while. And deep down aside, I know this might continue for too long. And I'm not okay with that. Two days is designed so that we can get to know each other the first day, get to hear each other, support each other, no judgment. When I create things, people come, even if they're nervous and scared, which is normal, but you see the collective of people like shining a light on your dopeness, giving you that, damn, I've been there too. I thought I was the only one. That's what I want to bring, but not us staying there. Because once we become aware, we acknowledge we have multiple abilities. There's a lot of gray. And then we get to create what your action will be in that scenario. But because the workshop is January the 11th, we have time. So you're going to hear me share it a lot because I really am passionate about us all speaking up and translating that phrase into something that's powerful, is connecting with others, is not degrading, is not placing blame. It is not to say, you did something wrong. I want you to fix this. Or I did something wrong. What is wrong with me? It is not a you versus me problem. It is not a you versus them problem. It's a we problem. We got ourselves here. How do we get ourselves out? And I want you to know that 
I'm here. I cannot wait for you to hit me back with messages once you hear this episode. Just remember, you can get unstuck with crystals, triple A's, here to guide you every time. Hello, peeps. Welcome to today's episode. Before we get started, I wanted to set the intentions. And this comes from one of the Bible apps that I use, whether you believe in God, if you only focus on the universe. For me, it's all the same. So if I use the word God, you can pop in energy, universe, whichever word you wish to do so. But I would just encourage you to just take a listen. Here we go. Activating your calling requires action. When God calls us into the unknown, it's not time to stand still. It's time to start moving. It's like learning to swim. At some point, you you gotta take off the floaties and start paddling with courage. It is a vulnerable place, but that's where we let God keep us buoyant as we make one forward motion after another. What does taking action look like for those of us wanting to find our path in the world? It looks like trying activities that align with the insight you've gained about who you are, what you like, and how you're wired. Explore different job experiences, meet new people, talk to professionals in different fields, and keep an open mind. Conduct interviews with people in your fields of interest, job shadow, volunteer, Grow skills associated with your strength. Be open to new opportunities. Learn as much as you can every day. Hold to your responsibilities at work, but keep your grip loose enough so that you can remain open to other opportunities. Don't overfocus on the idea of having to make a decision. Instead, think about what small action steps you can take to explore and continue learning about a given job or occupation. Try tons of new things. You don't have to decide what to do with the rest of your life. The way we figure out what to do next is trying things. And the way we figure out what to try is by responding to the impulses we feel or our intuition and instincts trusting that they have been placed in us by the one who created us. So before we get into this episode, I want you to think of this question that was asked. What is one action you can take today to step onto the path of God's calling for you? Hello, welcome. What you doing? Can you believe we're only three days away from Christmas? Crazy. Just like my last episode, I'm still keeping the spirit alive. I love Christmas carols. If I go back to working in a hospital where we had the radio on in the work area, I loved whoever would start playing Christmas carols right after Thanksgiving. And if we were really bold, we would play it before Thanksgiving. For those who don't like it, I'm sorry. I love it. Hence the music you hear at the end of my episode. Just gives me a good feeling. And maybe because me growing up, my parents playing it all the time. And it just reminds me of good times, good food, good laughter. Um, I don't have like a specific vision of what the holidays are, well, maybe I do. It just gives me good feelings and good vibes. So that's why I love it. And the music's good. Like Mariah Carey's, ugh, that woman. 
Anywho, let me say focus. Slay the workday with purpose. I wanted to start it off in the spirit of the holidays and kind of go through some things that we may not be aware of in our day-to-day, in our career, in our job, maybe at home, you work from home, but just kind of putting some things out there. So the definition of purpose, because y'all know I love definitions, it says that the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. And if you use it as a verb, It is defined as have as one's intention or objective. Normally, I don't use the word slay in my day-to-day vocabulary. But in the spirit of the holidays and the play of words and no other reason, that's just it. My intentions of slaying the day with purpose is being intentional. And again, we're going back to the three A's awareness. What is the objective of the day? I recognize I didn't have that very specific idea of my goal day to day. Mentally for me, when I went to school, it was to become an x-ray tech, a radiologic technologist, but I didn't have anything after that. I wanted to put this out here. I wanted to have this conversation because I had heard it on a different podcast I listened to for like three plus years called Don't Keep Your Day Job with Kathy Heller. She also offered an eight-week podcasting program that I went through. Super helpful. I loved it. If you don't have a coach, if you don't have a mentor, you should consider getting one. They really accelerate your goals and clarify your vision. It just is so, so worth it. When she was speaking to someone about, before I bring that up though, I'm going to take it back. So I actually went to x-ray school to become an x-ray tech. I think I shared that in a previous episode, so I won't dig too deep. When I decided I wanted to go to school, I had to apply. I had to take assessment tests. So I knew the goal was to attend x-ray school. I knew the goal was to get a job at a hospital or maybe an urgent care facility. Obviously, utilizing my skills that I went to school to obtain. But that was it. I didn't have any goals other than the pre-goals that you learn about when you are trying to achieve a goal, like applying to school. You're like, I'm going to apply to school. And they're like, oh, no, we need your transcripts too. Oh, and you need to do referrals and get a letter of recommendation. Oh, and you need to take this assessment test. Oh, you need to achieve this grade. Oh, you need to study for the assessment test. Oh, so we have the goal and then we do the pre-goal things to achieve the goal. I'll speak for myself. There wasn't another goal. 2008, I graduated As a registered radiologic technologist, I took the assessment test after the two years of going to school. And I will never forget, after a year of being a professional x-ray tech, having the thought of, ah, shit, I can't do this for like 30 years. Is this what people do? Like, I I missed the memo. I forgot. I don't... And a good friend, because I shared this on a live on Instagram a while back, and she said that is the now what phase. My language would be, it's the what the F phase. Like, so I did all the pre-work. I checked those boxes. 
got to school, studied, passed test, maybe didn't pass the test, had to take a test over again, worked while in school, passed, yay, I'm a full-time adult now, I have a full-time job now, I should probably move out, be responsible, do all of that, work every day, and the weird thing, when I started working full-time, I realized, oh, so this is all I do, there's no homework to come home to, There's no assessment that I have to do while I'm at the hospital. I'm seeing a patient, saying hello. Might have a challenging x-ray here and there, learning the system. So I have perks of newness, but for the most part, I'm bored. Like, I'm bored. Hopefully, y'all can relate. And if you can't, that's dope too. But I called my friend Elise, and I was like, we're, I, what? Like, do you feel this? I know I don't know everything about x-rays. However. This is kind of trash if this is what we have to do for three decades. Like, what? Thankfully, I had that voice inside of, "Ah, I want to do something else. I end up receiving my mammography registry and becoming a registered mammographer. Again, the pre-work was signing up for the mammo class that I believe was over a span of three days, but it was long, like 10-hour classes, and then studying, doing practice assessments, taking the registry for the mammography certification, obtaining that, and then working part-time, like on the weekends, and still being like, I'm still back where I was before. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe I'll go get my bachelor's now. I'll do that. Again, the (laughs) pre-work. You seeing the pattern? Yep, it's there. We all have patterns. That first A is the awareness. Gives us that, oh, the aha moment. Allows us to pause and assess the pattern that we weren't aware of before, but it had always been there. I earned my bachelor's thinking, oh, that would actually allow me to make more money. Oh, maybe that would increase my ability to become a lead or a supervisor. I quickly realized, didn't want to do that. Um, Didn't pay enough. And it was trash. Like, I still didn't know what I was looking for. So I ended up switching hospitals and then I became an instructor. Now I'm getting a little bit closer to, oh, this feels good. This is actually engaging. Instructing was the biggest aha moment for me because I can't say I would have looked for an instructing role. Working at the hospital, being around the students and having the clinical instructors in the hospital with the students was a game changer for me. My clinical rotation wasn't like that. We didn't have as many staff members as this school did. When our clinical coordinator came by, it was probably for a couple of hours, but you have to keep in mind the school had the students rotating to various clinical sites. So it's impossible for one person to be able to do all that. In the school I intended, there was only one clinical coordinator slash instructor who came out to the clinical site. So we would see him maybe a couple times a semester. Where this other school where I ended up working at, they were actually with the students every clinical day, pretty much, because they had more staff. Seeing that while working in the hospital, but seeing the school have the clinical instructors there, and then one of them asked me like, hey, you ever thought about instructing? Again, I'm like in la-la land, not even considering. I'm like, really? And then I got excited. I was like, oh, I want to apply. But then somebody else applies. Like, what if I don't get it? And then I got kind of like sad and anxious and ended up getting it. 
But once I got there and realized my power, even though I did compare myself to a more well-seasoned instructor, thankfully, the feedback I got from one of the students was this person is super intelligent. They know so much. They can explain it in and out. But the students was just like, this person is boring. And my brain immediately went to, I'm not boring. I do know that. I might not be, quote unquote, the best instructor, the best teacher. I know I'm not boring. And that's all I needed. And just making it my own. Not just reading the slides, but actually engaging with the students. Because that's what I liked about having them there at the clinical sites. When we can go back and forth and work together, that was really dope to me. It, It excited me. It brought me so much joy to see them get it. Like the light bulb go off of them figuring it out. Like I say... I don't have all the answers. You do. However, it takes a special person to bring that out of other people by creating that space of trust, of security, of support, vulnerability. Like it it takes a certain person. And I'll be the first to say I was probably bad at it with some of the students. Some of them probably did not care for me. But I do know there were some that really appreciated my approach. And I appreciated them for bearing with me. Once I ended up teaching, I noticed a few things and I decided to just go to administration. More money, thought it'd be a better chance for me to make a difference because now I learned more of what education, training, support, structure can really give someone because I saw it with so many students for a couple of years. And I'm like, oh, this would actually help in the clinical setting. When that was kind of frowned upon and like shooed away, it was like, no, we've always done it this way. We don't do it that way. We don't want to change it. How do we know it worry about blah, 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 whatever. Y'all know the story. Again, I never had a plan after that. I got this fancy job, making a good amount of money, still pretty new and still pretty young to be in that role. However, my experience, when I ended up working in administration, my experience in radiology had been, oof, maybe 10 or 12 years. I think it was 12 years. So it wasn't like I was just spring chicken and I was just newly graduated out of x-ray school. I didn't pay my dues. I didn't did the work. I knew what the F I was doing. <laughs> I say that because my pattern was, oh, I'll just take this next step. I don't shame myself. I don't fault myself. I can recognize now that I made my bubble so small, meaning I wasn't talking to other people who were doing more than just the next step. Like they had a couple steps ahead and they've always kind of moved in that direction. Shout out to my friend, Mike. People might know him as Babatunde. Mike was the first person who told me when he was going to school, And he had a vision that he wanted to take. And his first step was becoming a doctor. And then he just started. And this is so (laughs) funny because I don't even even remember what his next steps were. My brain just shut down. Like, nah, we're not keeping that information in. The fact that he had multiple steps after him becoming a doctor, my awareness just cut off. But I do recall having the conversation with him of, why do you want to keep doing stuff if you become a doctor? Right? Like, are y'all understanding that? Are y'all with old Crystal in that thinking? Because I really could not understand it. So when he said that, he had multiple steps. And I'm just like, I don't get it. How, 
why what <laughs> so this was probably um i would say this is a guesstimate i would say probably five six years ago might even be seven what's the concept of time who knows let's say it was six years ago six years ago that thought came couldn't even process it and it kind of just went away it still sat there like wow really what's the next thing what's the... i still didn't have a plan of the next thing and i say that because when things got really really bad at that job my brain just kept saying oh we need to fix this maybe we need to sit down and talk to our supervisor try that multiple times talk to her supervisor multiple times talk to HR. We Y'all know the story. If you listen to the previous episodes, my thought next and what I've always done is I'll just get a new job. If you recall from earlier, there's a pattern. The next job was only the job that my brain could process, which meant I would be repeating the same situation. There was no shift. There was no change. Because I didn't have a goal other than obtaining a job. Do you get it? And I want to bring it back to the beginning. What was mentioned on this podcast with Kathy and her guest was, this is the question. When was the last time you did a job or career checkup? And if you're thinking, Crystal, what is that? Cool. You would be like me. I learned this on the podcast that I was listening to probably a couple months ago. Remember, I have not been in a corporate job for two and a half years, almost three years. So the fact that this question comes up and I still didn't know about it outside of the corporate world, even when I was in the corporate world, hopefully I'm dropping jewels for you to grasp onto and really cash that shit in. When was the last time you did a career or job checkup? I created a checklist of some things for you to look through just to get your mind going to spark that awareness because what we tend to do is get the job, that is the goal, right? Work the job, keep getting paid, right? And then, oh man, the job sucks, it's trash. Oh no, I'm leaving. Then... We set the goal, we get the job, so we met the goal. We want to do a good job at that place, so we want to keep getting paid. Oh, it's bad again. I'm leaving. Do you see the cycle? When we apply for a job, there are certain criteria that we look for. The pay, the schedule. What will our job entail? What are you expecting me to do on a day-to-day basis? type of management you'll have? Do you have full autonomy? Will there be micromanaging? Do you have employees? Is there room to grow? So many questions that we have in our brains before that job. We don't just apply to a job like, I hope they pay me what I'm asking so I can pay my bills. You look for those things. Let's say your start date is January the 1st. Have you ever said, okay, so in about three or four months, maybe six months, maybe give it a little time. So in June, 
I'm going to do a job and career checkup. And it could be as easy as taking your job description from January the 1st and looking through it and like, am I actually doing what is asked of me? Am I asked to do way more, more advanced that's not even on my job description that I haven't even received training on, but yet I'm getting evaluated on something that I wasn't trained in, something that is not in my job description, but is affecting my pay. This job and career checkup blew my mind because we get so goal-oriented where the goal was to get a job, you got it. The goal was to receive payments so you could pay your bills, you got it. What about you? What about the goal of you being able to really be aware, but also assess your time, your energy, maybe your future goals now? Because we sparked that in you. Are y'all getting excited? Because I'm getting excited talking about it. (laughs) You being able to take control of that and not be so reactive when your boss pisses you off or a coworker is not pulling their weight. Your brain gets to actually chill and relax in that moment because you know within a couple of months you're going to do a job checkup or career checkup. Is this pleasing to me? Do I like my coworkers? Am I now becoming very distracted and short and dismissive and negative towards my family because this work situation is not what I was told it would be? I'm not saying things can't change. I'm not saying that at all. But what if we were to be more proactive than reactive? Does that feel better to you? Does that give you a moment to kind of pause and breathe and be like, I think I can do that. And it's as simple as you putting a reminder on your phone for every six months, every four months, just a career checkup. And again, I'll have that guide for you to just kind of sit Jot some notes and just pause so you can spark that shit and keep it going. Light a flame! (laughs) Because no one's going to do it for you. And if they do, it's going to come in a way that's not pleasing nor helpful for you or that other person. Trust and believe. Had I done that or I left corporate America altogether... (laughs) I'm laughing because I remember the first red, super red flag happened, I think the first couple of months. So having that on that checkup would have been like, "Mm, I don't know, 10 of those happened right after that. So this might not be the place. Because you know, how many times that little voice, your inner compass, the inner you, your conscious, just your knowing has said something that you just missed and... Later, you regretted it. How many times had that happened to us? I know for me, it's countless. I recognized not too long ago, my husband and I, we both go to therapy. I have my own therapist. He has his own therapist. It doesn't have to be so bad for you to speak to a therapist. I wish I would have spoken to one sooner, especially during that corporate job. But again, my awareness was not there. It just wasn't. The thought came to go and just as quick, it left my brain. Hopefully I can be that voice that just kind of whispers, not like makes you feel guilty for not going. You'll know you're smart. You know you better than anybody. But in him going to therapy and then me going to therapy, we'll share different discussions that we have with one another with our therapist. So my husband, he is a problem solver. 
your girl Crystal, I'm a problem preventer. I want to know how do we prevent these problems? Even though I know I can't prevent all the problems, but you see, I have patterns. So then it gets to a point of, okay, having someone around to check me, like, hey, this sounds like something else you're doing. It's like, oh, shit, I missed it. That's normal too. That is why I had a business coach and why I have a coach now. Having someone else to check you, again, it speeds up that knowing, it speeds up that awareness so that you can take action and you're not just in that revolving door, you know, like at the hotel when you're a kid, you just go around and that shit is so dope. I'll do that as an adult, even with my husband. I'm like, let's get in together. And then we just go around and circle. (laughs) I am a problem preventer. So when I heard the career or job checkup, I'm like, that is genius. Because now it feels like I have control and I'm not just waiting for shit to happen to me at work, just waiting for things to blow up or hiding or avoiding certain conversations or disagreements or someone want to volunteer for this new venture. If you had your checkup and you're like, ooh, I told myself I wanted to do more training. I wanted to be more accessible, want to be more marketable. I want to be versatile so that I can move should I decide I want to move. Having that checkup will solidify your choices. If you're the type of person who knows that your work quality decreases, if you're working like 50 hours a week, 45 hours, if you're working outside of the normal hours that everybody else works, And I know most people do overtime, but I was a big, big advocate of, I don't want to come in early or stay late just because it looks good because I'm a supervisor. If I'm just walking around, putting on the face of, look at me being here early. Look at me staying late because I care. That wasn't me. My role, I wanted it to be when I'm here, you use me, but I am my best when I'm not overworked. And also, I want to empower my employees to be able to handle shit and not look to me for all the answers. Why do we hire you if I have all the answers? How is that empowering you? How is that helping the team, the department, if one person or two people have all the answers? For me, that's a no. That did not work for me. So slaying the day with purpose. What is your purpose? If your purpose is going to work, getting a check, cool. I would definitely ask, is that all? Is that really all? Because I know I mentioned before on the last episode of me realizing my resting Grinch face gave all this persona of, I'm at work. I'm supposed to hate it here. Duh. (laughs) I still can't say it without laughing. Because it's literally forcing yourself to be miserable for what for what because everyone else before us was doing that what the hell is that no 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 and I'm not suggesting you put on a front and be happy but what I'm asking when you want to go to work and enjoy your work it's not gonna be 100% but I do recall working with people who actually did work We kind of knew what each other would do next. It was like a flow. And I would tell the students, it's almost like a dance where 
One is grabbing the cassette. One is running them, scanning them. Another one is positioning, shooting it, changing the technique. Like it was a dance and it was beautiful. Why wouldn't anybody want that at work? You have a meeting, you have someone leave, but you also have someone follow up. You have someone taking the notes, clarifying, saying, that's a good idea. That's a great question. Oh, I was thinking the same question. Oh, maybe we should do this next month too. How dope would that be? And you deserve that. No one deserves to go to work miserable. Do you know how much time you spend there? And not only that, so many people are saying to themselves, I'm only doing it till I retire. What the what? You're signing over your life because what you do at work bleeds over to your friendships or lack thereof to your family or lack thereof. You're literally saying, I'm gonna let you have a third of my life, of my energy, of my attitude of my mindset, of my voice, of my body, because you're doing physical labor, like some of the texts I saw had multiple surgeries on their body for all the patients they were moving, the equipment they were moving. You're signing that over for a third of your life for that paycheck. This is not a call for you to quit. This is not a cry that you're doing something wrong. I'm just clarifying it for you in case no one has said it to you before. Everybody deserves something better than that. Everyone. But you have to give it to yourself. No one's going to save you. You have to speak up. You can do so with awareness, with that knowledge of knowing. I'm doing this checkup and I'm noticing this is not what I want to be doing. But I also notice I'm really good at this XYZ thing. And I'm going to apply for a job for the XYZ thing. They seem to have a good team. They actually listen to me. They've been wanting me to go over there. Not making a decision is making a decision. Saying, no, 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 I'm just going to stay here. You made your decision. And it might take you some time to change your decision. That's cool. Some people never change it. That's cool too. I'm just speaking for those who may be feeling some of the things I'm saying and they've never heard anybody else say it because it's what I needed at the time when I was in my job. I needed someone to tell me, you're still dope as fuck. You're so smart in doing this career checkup. You're so knowledgeable of all your skills. Going through that job description and then you're adding 15 more skills that you do? Come on. How else would you know that without you putting the work and learning about you twice a year that's it twice a year maybe it'll take you 30 minutes are you worth an hour out of 365 days are you worth an hour from 365 days out of a year are you you make that decision crystal does not i'm just putting it out there in what way do you want to slay your work day Thank you so, so much for listening. It would be really difficult and lonely if you didn't come along this journey. Your presence is felt 
and very much appreciated. I hope you received that message, but I really, truly thank you so, so much for listening. And I hope each and every one of you have an idea that would make this experience even better and you feel pulled to let me know and share your insight with me. But before you leave me, here are today's gems and questions that we dropped in this episode. Gem number one, we all have patterns. Number two, when was the last time you have completed a career or job checkup? Number three, being that we tend to get so goal-oriented, like getting that big job, receiving that pay increase, but what about the goal of you? You being able to assess your time, your energy, and your future goals. Number four, what is your purpose at work? Is it getting a paycheck? You gotta eat. But is that all? Number five, instead of just going to work with your resting Grinch face, when you want to go to work and enjoy your work, even if it's not 100% peaceful and exciting, which nothing in the world is, but isn't it better than the latter where it's causing you to be more miserable? No one deserves to go to work miserable. Do you know how much time you spend there? Number six, what you do and experience at work bleeds over to your friendships, family. You're literally signing over a third of your life. For what? And number seven, are you worth an hour out of 365 days to document your dopeness by utilizing the career and job checkup template I created? You decide. If you are really rocking with us, then take action. No one is coming to save you because you are more than capable of saving yourself. Once you complete the downloadable PDF that I made so beautifully, it will show you how much easier it is for you to ask for what you need at work. Maybe it's more staff, additional training opportunities to lead your team in the best way, less busy work that is distracting you from the meaningful connections with your team, whatever you need. It will be clearer after completing this free career and job checkup that I created just for you. Be sure to grab yours and email me if you happen to get stuck. I got you. Just send it over to crystal at crystalclearpurposes.com. And to keep this friendship going, please be sure you are subscribed to Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons podcast today. Rate us, follow us. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, wherever you listen. Life keeps lifing and I'm here to share the gems and ask those feel good questions you can utilize in everyday life to keep you unstuck. Don't be weird. Share this with your friend and sibling. Just tell them Crystal asked you to do it. It's all love, baby. Also, follow me on Instagram. I share live videos like Toot Toot Tuesday where we celebrate our wins together, big, small, and different because even waking up is a damn win. Find me at Crystal Clear Purposes is my Instagram handle. Sending you love and light and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Until then, stay unstuck. <laughs>